Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, They always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello folks, you're all very welcome back to the Celtic Soul Podcast. I'm Andrew Millen and thank you for tuning in and thank you for tuning in to the last episode. It was the first one I'd done since last October because work just kept getting in the way every time we went to record something. So and thanks to Dan in Japan for, for giving us the view from Japan ahead of the two pre-season games and also giving us an insight into the players that uh, have come and the reaction in, in Japan. So that was uh, the last podcast, still available there across all platforms. If, if you haven't heard it yet, give it a listen. And today, uh, with Celtic arriving in Dublin on Saturday, and some of the boys still in Korea because they're enjoying the holiday, they did, you know, Celtic had, had planned to play in Korea. To, for whatever reason, the game has been postponed and rescheduled for Dublin. So I suppose I'm getting the benefit. But the game is on Saturday TV, so I'm sure the lads will be... Uh, have found a pub in Korea and, and watching it. So the gym and all the boys, I hope you're having a great time. And thanks very much for all the pictures and the updates. And thanks, Jim, for not toning up for your podcast date with me, our conversation day. But we, we will get it done. We will get the lowdown on Japan because I can't wait to hear the stories and, and Korea as well. 
So, folks, yeah, Celtic in Dublin on Saturday, 2 pm kickoff, as I said, live on Celtic TV, but there's also tickets available on Ticketmaster. Unfortunately, for people who have been contacted the last couple of days, the St. Margaret's bus is full, so sorry about that. But first, in you know, first up, best dressed. And today on the podcast, I'll be joined by Billy McGuinness from Aslan, another dub, and we keep the Dublin team going. Uh, and he'll pay tribute to the late great Christy Dignam. Hi, Billy. You're very welcome back to the Celtic Soul podcast. Uh, firstly, I'd like to offer my condolences on the sad passing of your good friend and lead singer of Aslan. Christy Dignam. I know, I know. It's it's uh, my God. It's coming up to two months now. I think is it no six six or seven weeks. I think, but uh, look, sadly missed. You know what can I say? You know the man was a unique voice, unique front man. He's with us for forty years. Um, we knew he was sick, but I and the rest of the band, we always thought he was invincible. You know because. Even though he was battling cancer since 2012, he was still gigging with Aslan. So whenever he got sick, he'd be sick for a while, and then he'd come back gigging. So when it happened, it's nearly a year ago now, it's it's the 5th of August, we played our last gig in a place called Ballykeith Amphitheatre in Kilkenny. And little did we know when we said goodbye that night that that was it, we were never going to be on the stage again. Um, it was just weird, but... I, I thought, even then, when I was told he was sick after that gig, I said, look, he's going to be grand. We'll be doing Vicar Street, our normal run of Christmas gigs. Uh, Christy, will be, he'll, be better, he'll be well enough again. Because that was the cycle. You know, he'd be sick for a while, and then he'd come back gigging. Except this time, he didn't. He got really bad. And then, uh, the end of December, he went into palliative care. So... Uh, once, once the palliative care was announced, that was kind of you know because that was a new, whole new situation. And you know yourself when you go into palliative care, it's near the end, you know. But even then, he fought it for six months, which is mad, you know. So yeah, he was some some man for some man. That's all I can say. He's just you know he's sorely missed. It's been very hard on the band, on the family, and everyone, the fans, and everyone because. Uh, he was just such a special person, honest to God, DJ Moylish. He was. He was just such a good, a good person. And I spent forty-one years with Christy. So, other than the family, I think the band would have spent the most amount of time with him. You know. Yeah, and like Seligar in Dublin this weekend for a friendly, um, and Asen have just released. The Fears of Atten Roy, which is which is a Celtic anthem, an Irish anthem. Was that the last recording Christy done? Absolutely, 100%. Like, two weeks ago, myself, Joe and Alan, we got together and first question we had to ask ourselves was, number one, did we want to continue? That was, that was or did we just want to knock it on the head? We love playing music. Music has been our life for 40 years, so the three of us decided, look, we want to keep it going. We want to keep it going. How we're going to keep it going, we don't know as of yet. But two weeks ago, we went up to the rehearsal room. We got the instruments out of the lockup, and we set up and we started playing Aslan songs. And it was like therapy for us. It was because when we were playing the songs, we were talking about Christy. We were talking about where they were written. 
you know, songs like this is, oh, do you remember we wrote that in the pigsty in Ballymun? And so when we're playing the songs, we're talking about Christy, we're remembering where they were written, we're remembering what studio they were recorded in, it's just bringing us back. But we said, is there anything we can do now, this minute, as a tribute to Christy and as a thank you to the fans? So Joe actually said, well, I wonder what the last, the very last recording was with Christy. And it turns out that it was the Fields of Atten Roy. Um, we were approached by Paul O'Reilly from Dolphin Records. And he, this was during COVID now. This is COVID. That's why I, I'd kind of forgotten about the recording. And he he asked us, he said, look, I love the way you, you make a cover version your own. You know, the likes of Angie, Wish You Were Here. In fact, we've done so many covers that we actually didn't done a, an uncased, a covers album where we covered Gilbert O'Sullivan, David Bowie, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, he said, look, I'd love you to have a go at the Fields of Atten Roy just to see what comes out. So we did it and we recorded it in Jellistown Studios, which is just out by Ratholt. And uh, we sent it back to Paul in, in Dolphin and we didn't hear anything back. Not a word. He didn't come back to us and say, it's brilliant. It's it's shy. It's, uh, we didn't hear anything. So when we went looking, we found it. And it turns out that was the last time that Christy was singing with Aslan in a studio. And when we listened back to it, it starts with a chorus. And there's just, there's no music. It's just a, kind of a, a little drone and Christy's voice singing the chorus. And when I heard it, I don't know if it's because I'm listening to it with emotional ears that Christy's no longer here. And it it really, really affected me. I, I just went, Jesus Christ, I think this is the best vocal that Christy has ever done. Now, is that just me listening to it because he's passed? But a few people have said it, and the reaction we've got so far is, is just unbelievable. They're saying, what a voice on this, on this track. But it's available on all platforms, wherever you get your music, except iTunes. We didn't want to charge for the song. And if we put it on iTunes, we would have had to, there would have been a, a, a charge. So wherever you get your music, you know, uh, Deezer, Spotify, uh, Apple Play, whatever, it's on all them platforms. And we hope everyone enjoys it because it is the last vocal that Christy did with us. And is there, like, you said you just kind of had forgotten about it. Is there anything else there in the vaults that, you know, there has to be some recordings in the vaults that were never put uh, out, is there? There has to be, but we, we haven't gone looking yet. Yeah. We haven't gone. See, over the 40 years, Aslan have been in so many different studios. <laughs> you know, be it doing demos, be it doing albums, be it doing singles. So we need to go searching in those studios. A lot of them aren't here, like the likes of Westland, where we recorded Feel No Shame and uh, Waiting for This Madness to End. That studio's gone. Now, where the tapes went, you know, but we haven't actually actively, we only made the decision two weeks ago that we were going to actually carry on, you know. Um, as I said to you, we're, we're just, we don't know what we're doing, but we're enjoying, we're in rehearsals again now tomorrow, we're in rehearsals this week. It's great to be in there. The songs are brilliant. So the way we looked at it was the alternative would be finish Aslan and then Christie's memory is gone because there'll be no more Aslan gigs, there'll be no more 
performing of the songs. So the songs are so good. I think now we are we we're we're, we're not stupid. We're going to have to get a singer. To gig, we're going to have to get a singer. Myself and Joe only do backing vocals. We're not lead singers. Um. So that's but that's further down the line. But we're just enjoying the music now. We're enjoying remembering Christy. But when we do go and gig, and we are eventually going to have to hit the stage because we're working musicians. Aslan have always been a working band. We never broke internationally. We could we could visit Australia and Europe and the UK and gig there, but we never broke, you know, as in you know had hits in those territories. Um, and I think I think that was that's what Christie liked actually. He always said in several interviews that. He'd rather be, you know, uh, liked in Ireland and Dublin and rather than, you know, uh, making it elsewhere. I think he was very proud of what we did in Ireland. And when, when he, whenever he was asked about, oh, Aslan were never successful, 41 years as a band gigging and, and making music is a, is a really big success, I think, you know. Yeah, and like it sounds like it's therapy for you, Billy. It is. Absolutely. It's like going to a psychiatrist. Our gear went into the lockup, and I felt sorry for Alan. Like, I'm in the music, this is the music room at home here. Uh, My son, Jake, he does recording here in his band, Don't Tell Mum. My other son, Liam, his piano is here, just right beside me. So, I could come in here and I could play the songs, put on Made in Dublin, play along to Made in Dublin, grand. But I felt sorry for Alan because his drum kit was in the lockup and he'd no drums at home. So, I'm sure he was banging out on the sofa or whatever. But coming together two weeks ago was really, really special for us because, as I said, it is therapy, without a doubt, without a doubt, because we're talking about what we're going through. And, you know, we've lost our singer of 41 years, and that's he will never, ever be replaced. He will never be replaced. We'll have a singer, all right, but it won't be Aslan in its truest form. Aslan, in its truest form, is Christy Dignam fronting the band. We're not dopes. We realise that. But we love music. We love playing music. What am I going to do? I'm 63 years of age. Am I going to go off and learn, learn a new trade? Music is all I know. You know? Music is, is in me blood. It's passed on into Jake and Liam's. My dad was in the Nevada show band. That's where I get it from. So music has always been there throughout my whole life. Yeah, like when you mentioned Christy there about, um, you know, his love for, you know, Ireland and, and Dublin, you know, there was never any airs or graces about Christy or Aslan, you know, and that was, I think that, you know, the walking man on the street could always relate to Christy, you know, because when he was going through his illness, you know, because he, he was fighting so hard and putting on, like, Christy wasn't busy dying, Christy was busy living, and his interviews, his interviews are, you know, there's one interview we done, it's one of the most honest interviews, and it was with Eamon Dunphy on his podcast. And he, and he speaks about, you know, his heroin addiction, his music, you know, going to Thailand to, to get clean. And just, you know, I think that's why, because, you know, you know, I, I, you know, I think younger people now are looking at all these, you know, pop stars and you know, it's social media and that, you know, and it's it's false. Whereas there was nothing false about Christy Dignam. Absolutely, you hit the nail on the head there. That's what the Irish people loved about Christy: his honesty. 
Um, you know in the music business, it's all smoke and mirrors. You've done interviews with other band, band members. You never get the full story from the lead singer. You'll get about 50% of what you're looking for. With Christy, you got 100%. You got about his drug addiction. You got about when the band broke up. You got about his child abuse. You got about his cancer. He never shied away of talking about the bad times. Yeah. Wasn't all the good times, as it is with most singers in a band. They want to talk about the good times. Christy spoke about the bad times. And people respected him for, for his honesty. And especially in his book. His book is like so honest. You know, I was saying, Christy, do you really want to leave that in? <laughs> Absolutely. Of course he does. Because that's that's what Christy was. And it was like when it was coming to lyrics. The same with lyrics. You know, uh, we'd say, right, Christy, they're, they're, and Christy would look at the lyrics and he'd go, I can't sing that line, Billy. Like, I don't believe that's, I don't believe that line. And if I don't believe that line singing it, the people that are listening to it won't believe me. So, Every line that Christie sang, he had to believe in it to make it real. And that's a, that's a sign of someone that takes their craft seriously. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like he's, a, he's a Dublin, maybe an Ireland institution, but in, in Dublin when you think, you know, like Luke Kelly, uh, Phil Lynn, yeah. Christy Dignam, Christy Dignam, you know, like they're all in, they're all in that mould, like, yeah. you know, like they are loved, I, I, loved by the Dublin yeah. people. I've always said, I've always maintained, and I said it on, on Ian Dempsey Breakfast Show years and years ago. I said, Christy Dignam is in the top three of Dublin front men. And I went, Bono, Phil in it, and Christy Dignam. I said, no, he could be first, could be second, he could be third, but he is up there. He is in there of, of, the, of definitely one of the best performers. His voice is so unique. Like you heard, you heard the track that feels about him right. What a vocal. Yeah. He's had to make him that song his own again. That's like, it's like... Yeah. I was, it, reading, I was reading a review of it in the Times and it's just like, you know, whether you like the song or not, what Christie has done with it is just is phenomenal. really is. Now, it's funny you mentioned Bono now because uh, he, you know, Bono made a lovely tribute to him, paid a tribute to him when he passed away, but uh, he wasn't always a fan of Bono. No, he wasn't. But I tell you, I, that, that was Bono was on with Brendan O'Connor, and that was that was a lovely thing he said. He said when Christy Dignam was in the room, there was only one one top singer in the room. Bono shaded in comparison to Christy. But what was lovely about when Christy passed was never mind the likes of, like you two, the biggest band in the world. But if you if you take it right down to a grassroots level. Every musician, I'm talking about singer-songwriters with the guitars that play in the pubs week in, week out, down in Cork, Donegal, Waterford. I was being sent these videos of musicians, grassroots musicians, and they were performing an Aslan song, either This Is a Crazy Word, in memory of Christy. And, look, I know you had the likes of the Coronas in Fairview Park, you had Damien Dempsey in Ivy Gardens. They all did Crazy Word. That was lovely. Paolo Natini gave a shout-out in Cork. Uh, who else was there? Oh, uh, Jerry Cinnamon, who we supported last March. That was, that was, that was, it was last June. Last June. It's hard to believe it's a year ago. We were in Malahide Castle with Jerry Cinnamon. What yeah. a gig. It was absolutely phenomenal. 
But I think Christy would have liked, never mind all the celebrities that gave a shout out to Christy. I think on a grassroots level that everyone paid their respects, every musician in Ireland, as far as I could make out, because I was sent hundreds and hundreds of versions and they all did that. And I think Christy would have liked that, that that would have, would have been really special to him, that it, that he was, he touched the hearts of so many local musicians. Yeah, like, and I, I bumped into you Friday night, you know, a couple of hours and tunes playing in the cross. And it, it that was, was great. You know, but <laughs> I, you, you can see the love <laughs> that people have for Aslan, you know. Ah, I was rocking. You played Please Don't Stop. Ah, that was our fourth single with EMI. Oh, my God. That brought me back. Then you played This Is. <laughs> you had me rocking in the bar. <laughs> it was it was just great. But you know what? It's, isn't it great? Like, there's two songs that were written in 87 off the Feel No Shame album. They're still getting played now and still getting a response as if they were written last week. Do you know what I mean? And and that when we when we were playing the Aslan songs, we were going, Where's the song? Written in nineteen ninety four. What's it about homelessness? Here we are in twenty twenty three. What's the big issue? Homelessness. Fourteen thousand people in homeless. Lay your head down in cardboard city, cause you've nowhere left to go. That song could have been written yesterday. Don't look down on me. Life is not a pretty thing. All those songs could have been written last week. Yeah, they are so still relevant. It's it's all like it's only when you start playing them and you're listening to the lyrics and you're going, "Oh God, they're so relevant." Crazy word is relevant. Will be relevant forever. Yeah, forever. No, it really will. Even last night, I was in the arms last night. It was packed. The pub was packed, and. Stuck on Aslan, and all I could hear from a girl behind me was "Ah, poor Christy," and then the whole uh, pub, then the whole pub sang it word for word. Um, I think there's actually yeah. someone might, have, someone might have a video of it. Um, there was people video and stuff, but like that's just in a local pub, you know, working class people out on a Sunday night. Yeah. But like, for Christy gets the same reaction as I get if I play Canto by Jerry Cinnamon, you know. But if I played like. Crazy Wall is, is obviously your favourite, but like I, I love the stuff off the first album because in 1988, I went on my first lads' holiday to Yugoslavia, the former Yugoslavia, and we had an Aslan tape and, and a year before the tape, and the two of them were played constantly. <laughs> you know, so I'd say that I'd say to people lying beside us at the pool, we're going, but we, we, who the fuck are they playing? Like, you know what I mean? And it was over yeah. and over again. So that's why yeah. that's why that first album is, is very special to me because I've great memories of being a, yeah. an eighteen year old kid when it came out. You know, and I remember going to see a supporting Bowie. I think it wasn't Slane, was it? Yeah, 1987, yeah, yeah, Spartan Bowie. Yeah, and that was that was kind of, it's, it's gas. Even Christy spoke about the Bowie gig. He said it was a bit of a whirl because you're there, the audience are like 20, 30 feet away from you between the barriers and security and everything. Now, it was a, it was a fantastic gig, but Christy didn't remember it. He said, and when he got sick, he said, I'm going to remember every gig that I do now in the future because I don't know which one is going to be my last. And he always took a, took a moment to where he was 
and, and, and how the gig was going. And and in Slane, he didn't do that. So he was asked, how was the gig in Slane? He says, I don't remember. We just went on. We did a half an hour. Bang, big country were on after us. And then, then David Bowie, a band from Limerick called The Groove, opened up for us. Oh, they were the first band on. But... Uh, Look, it's just, uh, there's so, so many great memories. And and as I said to you, we're in the rehearsal room now and we're talking about them. We're talking about these times. Look, I'm talking to you. We're saying, yeah, do you remember that? Do you remember this? Remember that? Just great, great times, you know, really good. Yeah, look, look, he's an institution and as are Aslan. So like, there has to be a tribute concert down the road. Do you know what? It's, 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 it's a few people have said that, um, like wait and see it's 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 too soon at the moment yeah. do you know what I mean too soon it's 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 way too soon because uh, it's just yeah he's only is he six or seven weeks gone so yeah it's it's too soon it'd be too soon and it'd be very like you have to take the family's consideration into into everything do you know yeah. what I mean yeah 100% you know? but like it's great to hit that you're back playing because like um, like as you said, you know, you're 63. You know, people still want to hear the songs. You know, because even if it's if it's a, even if it's me playing a, a track when I'm DJing, or if it's a lad in the pub with a guitar and, and he's doing it like an Aslan song, nothing is bad. That like, Christie's gone and, and it will be forever missed. But like, I'm delighted to hear that you're going to continue in some form, in some shape. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. As I said, um, uh, like the songs are great. We enjoy playing them. We we actually love playing the songs. So if we do that, we're hoping that, you know, when we do get back on the road, that people will come with an open mind and people will actually sing the songs to us. Do you know what I mean? That's what we're hoping for. Yeah. And, and look, the, the joy that we're getting of being in rehearsal, just that decision, after a year of not playing, like that's that's possibly the longest that we've been without playing music. Because even when Aslan split up uh, back in 88, uh, we carried on as a band. We, we, the f- four of us carried on. We went straight into another band called The Precious Stones. And and then we got back with Christy then for the Janelle gig. We wrote Crazy Ward was one of the songs we wrote uh, for that Janelle gig. And the rest is history. But we hope people will come with an open mind. They'll come... And, and remember Christy and sing along with us for Christy because we'll be performing as if Christy's there. That's it. That's, you know, as I said, we don't know who's going to be, who, who the new singer's going to be. We haven't even thought about that process yet. We haven't put it out there that we're looking for a singer. We just want to play our music at the moment, get our heads around this because it's only two weeks and, and we need to just, just find our feet again and, and get to drive and, and make a plan and we will be gigging we will definitely 100% that's 100% there will be an Aslan gig and of course Jake is booking out the bands now for the Crescent Concert Hall so I'm sure he's going to book Aslan for the Crescent Concert Hall <laughs> de- de- definitely <laughs> you know. I remember when Jake was born and I was saying I wonder will Jake ever get to see me live now not only did he get to see me live but he played with us in Vicar Street Cork Opera House Bally Keith. Actually, the last gig we did, Jake's band, Don't Tell Mum, we're the support band. That's right, yeah. Don't on the Kenny. And Kenny. now Jake is booking bands, so it's gone. I never thought I'd see the day that Jake would actually be booking Aslan yeah. for a gig. Never mind playing with us. 
It's like, it's just, you can never, with music, it's just, it surprises you all the time. It's great. Yeah, no, no, it is. It, 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 and it would be great to see you again. But uh, when I think back as well, you talk about, you know, that was our last gig or that was our last gig. Your last gig in Glasgow. In, in the Grand Social was an absolutely and we spoke about it the last time we were on the podcast yeah. that was just that yeah. was just a brilliant gig and um, that's the last time I see in Aslan that was a stormer of a gig that was amazing and the best thing about it was we were supposed to go back there this year we were supposed to go back I think it was March or whatever I, I, I'm nearly sure same venue in that the, the, what was it called the Grand, the Grand Social, Social wasn't yeah. it? I think it's the Grand Social <laughs> On Jamaica Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On Jamaica Street. Yeah, yeah. What a gig. What a gig. We, the place was even. Oh, it was packed. <laughs> we, we, we rocked it. It was just, oh, we were on fire that night. What it was great. You know, it was fantastic. You yeah, know? I know. And it was, it was amazing. Um, now, listen. There's been so many, like as you say, 41 years, you know, of Aslan. There's been so many, um, you know, events, gigs, recordings Billy take me down memory lane you know there was plenty of ups and downs but you know it's been some ride take me take me somewhere on that on that um give me a Christie story or give me give me something that's you know stands out from maybe the early well, days of I suppose the first the first time we toured America was really really we were we were bricking ourselves because we were going over there and we were going to the home of rock and roll and it was, we were saying, Jesus, the American bands, they're all really slick and they're brilliant and they're going to blow us off the stage. And Christy just, he went, listen, lads, snap out of that bus. He said, snap out of it. He says, Irish bands will blow any other band off the stage. And he got into us. He got that into our headspace. And we went. And what a way to see America. Starting in New York, we went New York, Boston, Chicago, Cleveland, Toronto, San Diego, San Francisco, LA, in a coach. <laughs> what? Here we are, like dubs, five dubs against the world. But Christy was right. We went over there and the American bands were slick and it was the home of rock and roll. There's something about Irish music and you look like you look at bands like the Cranberries, you look at like U2, you look at the scripts. There's something that, for such a small population that Ireland is, we produce world-class acts. Absolutely, without a doubt. But most importantly, all of those bands are brilliant live. They have this live thing. I don't know if it's because... The way you start here, you start in a garage or you start in your bedroom and it's constantly live and you're you're playing gigs and little shitholes and then you move up and and it's a constant gigging that makes you better and better and better. Whereas I think other acts tend to come together and avoid the live playing, would go into a studio and get the the we we tend to do it back to front. But the but the right way, the right way is to is to do it. Start small and keep gigging, gigging, gigging. As I keep saying, that's what Aslan. When we like, we scaled everything down into Aslan unplugged. MTV was doing Aslan unplugged at the or MTV unplugged. You had uh, Nirvana and everyone doing doing unplugged. 
And we, we copped this and we went, you know what? If we scale everything down to two acoustics, bass and drums, we can go where other bands can't go. As in, your small, small venues that hold 100 people down in Cork, down Donegal, Waterford. And that's what we did. Hopped into the high ace, kept with the five bands and a sound man. That was it. No amps, two acoustics, bass and drums. And we, do you know what? The reaction we got to that, people appreciated that Aslan were making the effort to go down into their little village and play in their local pub. And what happened was suddenly when you return back, it was growing and it was bigger and bigger. And that idea, that little seed of us doing Aslan Unplugged, we ended up doing five nights in Vicar Street and recording the Made in Dublin album, out of that idea. We also took Aslan Unplugged that year, 1999, we took it to the Point Depot. So two acoustic space and drums in the Point Depot. That was unreal. That was like unreal. But my point being is uh, Ireland produces some of the best live musicians and bands and this and to this day they're still doing it. They're still producing. Like you look at picture this man, they are they're killing it on the road at the moment. They're in on Europe and they're flying, you know, Gavin James. So we're still we're still churning them out and there's no sign of it stopping. There's something that the Irish that's in the Irish psyche as regards music. It's really, really special. And I hope we never lose that. And it's people like Christy singing in, a, in, in his accent. Damien Dempsey singing in his accent. Um, there's, there's nothing worse than when you hear an Irish band singing with a mid-Atlantic accent or putting on a, a, a UK accent. And I mean, we're, you too were guilty of that at the start. Sunday morning, it's a new day dawning. And then Bono copped, hang on a minute, why am I singing in an English accent? Singing her own accent. Because it's Christy, Christy studied singing. Christy studied bel cantos singing. And when he first started, Christy's teacher said to him, he said, there's only one Christy Dignam. We don't want to hear Christy Dignam impersonating David Bowie or impersonating Mick Jagger. We want to hear Christy Dignam. So give me, give me Christy, give me Christy. And that was it. And that's what Christy gave everyone. He gave himself Christy Dignam. Billy, it's been a, an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time. The passion you've spoken with is, uh, <laughs> is second to none. Second to none. And, and uh, like, the Fields of Atten Roy is out there. It's a free download, folks. It's across all platforms. Make sure you make sure you get a listen to this unique, unique voice that, that Christy Christy had and, and we'll have we will have it forever. With all that music is, is you know, Christy Christy maybe may have passed, but the the music will live on and his legacy will live on. So Billy, as I said, thank you so much. And you know what'd be lovely? Wouldn't it be lovely? Celtic are coming here to play Wolves, right? Wouldn't it be lovely? If Chris, if Aslan's Field of Attenroy was played at that game, wouldn't it, it, that be nice? It, it would, and if there's anyone that walks in the Aviva, or the, the, the man that does the sound in the Aviva, come on, let's get that to happen. So if anyone's <laughs> listening and knows whoever looks after the music in the Aviva, let's get that to happen. Yeah, that would be great. Because we, the last thing we kind of did as a band was 
Uh, you know, we went to the Celtic annual dinner where they have the dinner and you can meet some of the team and the Clarity manager and all. wasn't it? Yeah, we went, that was 2022, and we went to the Celtic Rangers game, and just as a band, just soaking up the atmosphere and loving it. Chrissy was a big, big Celtic yeah, fan, yeah. so if, if anyone can make it happen, Aslan's Fields of Attenroy, Celtic v Wolves, what, what a way, to, that'd be, I'd, I'd love to be there and hear it in the stadium. Well, tell you what, there's no doubt it'll be sang in the pubs before it anyway. Definitely, yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. Listen, thanks for having me on. No, okay? thank, thank you, Billy. Thank you very I'll see much. You I'll see you in the class. You can play more Aslan's Lands for me. Have a Bob. Well, folks, thank you so much for, for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. It was uh, heartwarming to hear Billy's uh, tribute to, to his, his late friend and, and lead singer of a great band, Aslan. You know, we've all got memories of, of gigs we've, we've been to see Aslan. I spoke there about my last time seeing him, which was in Glasgow. What a night that was! Great, I think we beat Rangers the next day, didn't we? That was even more, even a better weekend. But uh, yeah, folks, listen and and thanks as always for all the support. Um, the fanzine is sold out, print copy sold out, but you can still get the digital download. And if you don't want to miss a copy and you want it through the letterbox and into your inbox every month, subscribe and we'll give you a free T-shirt as well. Can't say fairer than that. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Thanks for attending our live shows. Uh, we don't really have much planned on the live front. The next thing we do, I think it's in October, St. Margaret's 25th uh, anniversary of the Supporters Club. And we have Martin O'Neill, Alan Thompson and John Fallon as our guests in City Nod. But that is sold out. 390 people attending that and it's, it's fully sold out. So again, apologies if you haven't got a ticket and you're looking. But we will have some more live shows coming down the road. And there are some great live shows in Glasgow where... The, uh, Static State of Mind boys and Matt McGlone's doing a couple of things so if we've left we we, we, we haven't done much in Glasgow over the since Covid really we've done a couple of Static AMs but nothing major but maybe we will get back to doing something in Glasgow but there is plenty there's plenty of others doing it and they're doing a great job so well done to all the boys there what else have, what else have I to say before I go no that's it thanks for listening and I'll see us on Saturday maybe in the Viva Stadium or in the pub on the way or on the way home Keep the faith, folks. Thank you very much. Low lie the fields of Athenry, where once we watched the small free birds fly. Our love was on the wing, we had dreams and songs to sing. It's so lonely round the fields of Athenry
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 